थैंक यू माता जी हरे कृष्णा सो एज शरणागता माता जी एंड एज श्याम रसिका माता जी हैव रिक्वेस्टेड वी विल कंटिन्यू द डिस्कशन ऑन भगवद गीता बिगिनिंग विथ चैप्टर थर्टीन वर्सेज सिक्स एंड सेवन विल स्टार्ट आर डिस्कशन बिफोर विद द रिसाइटेशन ऑफ द वर्सेज देन द रीडिंग ऑफ द ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपट बट बिफोर दैट वी विल बिगिन विद द मंगला चरण प्रेयर्स Mata ji if you know you can uh, uh, recite in your uh, beautiful voices either of you otherwise i can do the mangla charan prayers uh, prabhu ji uh, you can uh, go ahead sure mata ji om madhyanati mirandasya gnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya mano bheshtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam roopa kadamayam dadati swapadantikam वंदेहम श्रीगुरूश्रीयुतपतकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश श्रीरूप सागरजात सकंडगुनाथान्ता सजीव साद्वैत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधु दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांत राधाकांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाशाकलपतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम अनंतोपी वैष्णव जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नारायण च नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरे नष्ट प्रायेष्वभद्रेशु निगवत्सया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी हरे कृष्ण as aladar das prabhu joined us he is not there so valli uh, mata ji uh, do you want us to uh, do you want to guide us in the recitation of these verses in the absence of aladar das prabhu hare krishna prabhu ji sure i will try <coughs> sorry vessels are outside so i'm not uh, um, no prepared for the class but i can try क्षेत्र क्षेत्र विभाग योग Yes, Mother. Yeah. So I'm reading a uh, verse uh, six, number six. Icha jesha sukha dukham sanghatas chetana drutihi yetakshetram samasena savikara mudahrutam. Want to repeat, Prabhuji? Uh. Mataji, that uh, shows up as verse seven. Six is Mahabhutanya Hankaru. Oh, okay. In my book, okay, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Yes, I I saw mm. in re- listening to some lectures that some books have it as uh, 
you know the numbers are a little different yeah yeah i'm with you sorry but yeah no it's okay but we have to do the discussions from mahabhutanyahankaro oh okay okay sure mahabhutanyahankaro buddhiravyaktamevacha indriyani dasaikamcha panchachendriya gochara i will read one more time sabuchi mahabhutanyahankaro buddhiravyaktamevacha ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಸೈಕಾಂಶ ಮಹಾಭೂತಾನ್ಯಹಂಕಾರೋಚರಾವ್ಯಕ್ತಮೇವಶ್ರಿಯಾಂದ್ರಿಯಾಗೋಚರ ಮಹಾಭೂತಾನ್ಯಹಂಕಾರೋಬುಧಿರ್ಯಕ್ತಮೇವಂಚೇಂದ್ರಿಯಗೋಚರ ಮಹಾಭೂತಾನ್ಯಹಂಕಾರೋಬುಧಿರಬ್ಯಕ್ತಮೇವಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂದ್ರಿಯಗೋಚರ ಇಚ್ಛಾದೋಷಸುಖಂಸಂಹಸ್ರೇತ್ಯಕ್ತಮೇವ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂಡ್ರಿತಿಗೋಚರಾಂಸಂಗಾತಶ್ಚೇತನಾಧೃತಿಶ್ನಾಲಿಮತಿಯು ಅಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕಾರಹಂಕ
संगतः द एग्रीगेट चेतना लिविंग सिम्टम्स धृति कन्विक्शन एतत ऑल दिस क्षेत्रम द फील्ड ऑफ एक्टिविटीज समासेन इन समरी सविकारम विथ इंटरैक्शंस उदाहरितम एग्जेम्प्लीफाइड माता जी गो हेड विद द ट्रांसलेशन हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी the five great elements false ego intelligence they unmanifested the 10 senses and the mind the five sense objects desire hatred happiness distress the aggregate the life symptoms and convictions all these are considered in summary to be the field of activities and its interactions hare krishna hare krishna so there is uh, mahesh prabhu also prabhu if you want to join us actually there are in the last two paragraphs are two small paragraphs so maybe there are four of you you can uh, divide it and read one paragraph each so go ahead sumati mata ji you can take the first paragraph yes sumati महाभूताज of the three modes of nature then there are five senses for acquiring knowledge the eyes ears nose tongue and skin then five walking senses voice legs hands that's in genitals then above the senses there is the mind which is within and which can be called the sense within therefore including the mind there are 11 senses altogether then there are the five objects of the senses smell taste form touch and sound now the aggregate of these 24 elements is called the field of activity if one makes an analytical study of these 24 subjects then he can very well understand the field of activity then there are desire hatred happiness and distress which are interactions representations of the five great elements in the gross body the living symptoms represented by consciousness and convictions and convictions are the manifested are the manifestation of the subtle body mind ego and intelligence these subtle elements are included within the field of activities hari krishna hari krishna uh, arshita mata ji if you want to read the next paragraph yes prabhu ji And the five great elements are gross representations of the false ego, which in turn represents the primal stage of false ego, technically called the materialistic conception, or tamasabuddhi, intelligence in ignorance. This further represents the unmanifested stage of the three modes of material nature. The unmanifested modes of material nature are called prasanna. Desires to know the twenty-four elements in detail, along with their interactions, should study the philosophy in more detail. In Bhagavad Gita, a summary only is given. The body is a representation of all these factors, and there are changes of the body. 
which are six in number. The body is born, it grows, it stays, it produces by, by, uh, byproducts, then it begins to decay, and, the, uh, and at the last stage, it vanishes. Therefore, the field is non-permanent material thing. However, the Kshetragya, uh, the knower of the field, is proprietor, is different. Hare Krishna. Uh, so we will get into our discussions over these two verses. These are uh, perhaps in some sense a bit technical uh, and they speak of uh, the field of activity, material nature. Uh, so before we get into the conversation around these two verses, you know, I always try to think about what, how did we come to this juncture uh, in the conversation? Uh, how did Krishna and Arjuna arrive there? And are we uh, still keeping up uh, in pace with that conversation? So the question arises that after going, you know, after uh, having uh seen the vibhuti yoga after having seen the vishwarupa after having uh, seen the bhakti yoga uh, where that krishna has explained in the previous chapter where krishna actually ends the previous chapter by saying yetu dharmamritam yathoktam paryupasite shraddhanamat parma bhaktastev atime priya so Krishna has explained just before this chapter starts about Bhakti Yoga and that a Bhakti Yogi is very uh, dear to his heart. So uh, what led to this conversation? Uh, why suddenly then after that uh, response from the Lord, Arjuna is now asking Kshetra uh, Shetragnya Yoga. He is asking about you know, what is uh, uh, the Prakriti Purusha, what is the Kshetra, Kshetragnya. Uh, so, what would have led him to ask this suddenly, in some sense, a different question, a different topic? So, uh, you know, I, I, at least, I haven't read, I haven't heard. So, in some sense, you can consider that this is my speculation. Uh, but how I understand is what I am trying to relate and we can have a discussion on it. Uh, we are also supposed to share our realizations. So from that perspective, the way I look at it, in the first six chapters, Krishna basically uh, explains to Arjuna that don't think like a body, you are actually the soul. And then he ends the sixth chapter by saying that the soul could... Uh, you know, as its duty, it could take different types of uh, roles. But of those different types of roles, he says that being a yogi is the best. So this is the 46th verse of uh, chapter 6. And then he says, amongst the yogis also, the one who is continuously engaged uh, uh, in devotional service is the best of the yogis. So that's where chapter uh, six and so in the first six chapters Krishna has explained that we all are souls and our duty is to serve uh, the Lord 
the next six chapters he explains about himself so the soul has been explained and in the next six chapters paramatma and bhagwan features have also been explained uh, the virat rupa has also been explained and then krishna is saying uh, therefore perform bhakti uh, towards the brahma paramatma and uh, bhagwan realizations so uh, in that sense if you think of it then arjun maharaj is thinking okay i am the soul i am supposed to do bhakti then what is it that i am doing here what is all this around me so from that perspective now you can think that he is thinking like that so if i am the soul and this i am supposed to perform bhakti yoga then why am i here and what is all this going around me that leads him to this question what is this field of activity i am supposed to be active here suddenly you know you would think like try to place ourselves into the mind of uh, arjun maharaj and now you can perhaps better understand the questions the conversation the dialogue the explanation from the lord uh, from that perspective so then arjun maharaj has this natural question uh, why am i here uh, how did i get here what am i supposed to do and the next six chapters the lord is actually going to explain what is this field of activity why we are here how we remain here what keeps us here what keeps us bound to this and how we can slowly extract ourselves out of this uh, to go back to godhead as uh, prabhupad says so uh, this is the uh, in my mind the context to the conversation that is happening in uh, chapter 13 so now going to the field of activity as it has been described in this verse uh, i am also relating this topic uh, to shrimad bhagavatam in shrimad bhagavatam uh, the second canto sixth chapter there is a conversation between uh, narad muni and brahma and brahma explains the process of creation and you can see that uh, specifically from verses 18 and you can consider say verses 22 onwards specifically to the end of the chapter the same things that prabhupad has explained in the purport uh, come up uh, prabhupad starts with in because in bhagavad gita it starts with uh, you know uh, <coughs> mahabhuta and then uh, the uh, indriyas etc so prabhupad explains it in that order whereas in shrimad bhagavatam the same thing is explained but in terms of creation so what came first so it is more sequential there so from that perspective uh, mahatatva uh, comes first from mahavishnu uh, from mahatatva comes time from time there is basically pradhana pradhana is the unmanifested uh, uh, form of the three modes so there is basically just Uh, in some sense think of it as brilliant dazzling uh, effulgence there is no matter there is no even concept of light it's just uh, dazzling effulgence that's there it is unmanifested at that time uh, even the three modes of nature have not yet been manifested then from that unmanifested pradhana uh, the three modes of nature come out uh, so Uh, from those three modes of nature the false ego arises 
so until then the you know in the universal elements there is no thinking that i am matter but from there the thinking arises that oh i am something different that kind of false ego that identification that i am not a part of the lord but i am something else uh, that you know the background for it is uh, appearing in the universal thing and again we are at this time talking about karnodakshai vishnu so this is uh, coming out of uh, the mahavishnu karnodakshai vishnu at this time so the false ego or the tamas buddhi arises from there the five great elements arise from which the five tanmatras arise so we know that the five great elements are ether air uh, fire water and earth their tanmatras respectively are uh, sound so sound is associated with ether so the only way you can understand space is the uh, sound that can travel through it so that's its tanmatra but with air uh, which comes from sound air you can have the feeling of touch but it also has uh the uh, ability to carry sound then from air comes fire and with fire uh to the sound and touch we now start to get the feeling of form and with fire you can understand that perhaps this is when energy started to flow into the universal elements then from uh fire comes water and with water comes the ability to have a uh, taste and from water comes the element earth and don't think of it as uh, you know what we see but this is the creative principles behind what we see as those five gross elements so uh, in the karno uh, at this time in the universal uh, effulgence these are the creative elements behind all of this and then earth has all five aspects of it the tanmatras as in uh, it it has the sound it has the uh, uh, you know uh, touch it has form it has uh, taste and it also has smell so those five tanmatras arise from the tanmatras automatically comes the sense because the moment there is uh, say sound there has to be the sound can only be perceived if there is a receptacle for it so you have uh, the ears then you have the uh, skin then you have the eyes then you have the tongue and then you have the nose that can now perceive these uh, five uh, uh, the tanmatras and then for those tanmatras there are the five uh, Uh, sense objects also so the feeling of touch the form the uh, you know the smell uh, etc so now you can see that we have five great elements we have five tanmatras we have five uh, uh, which which are which we can call as sense objects then there are the five uh, knowledge acquiring senses the gnanendriya and then there are the five working senses the uh, <clears throat> and those that actually uh, help us perform activities as in our limbs our voice or mouth uh, anus and genitals so with this we complete uh, 20 elements and then there are 
the three unmanifested uh, elements of mind intelligence and uh, false ego so with this the elements to create the universe have uh, come into place the now what is happening in the field of activity so as i said this is a little bit technical so you can see that the interaction of the five sense objects with the five elements their tanmatras and the sense organs uh, the ten sense organs start uh, to create the feeling of sense gratification it can now fulfill that desire for sense gratification and as jivas may get into sense gratification that results in slowly the manifestation at a gross level uh, the generation of desire hatred happiness and distress so likes dislikes come from uh, those uh, you know derivative uh, outcomes and there is a, a subtle derivative outcome which is consciousness and convictions so you would see the same thing and some person would be con uh, convinced with because they ha they have been carrying some conviction based on their previous interactions that have happened in previous births that this is a good thing and the same thing that is happening some person may have a conviction that it is a bad thing and you can think of so many social uh, situations and you will see that diametric uh, diametrically different uh, views there and then what happens is with time because of actions people take because of the interactions of all these 24 elements and because of the reactions that uh, result from it the same uh, jiva who has a body that body now starts to uh, change sorry i did not explain so the gross body once those creative elements are there the five uh, uh, panchamahabhutas the uh, you know knowledge acquiring senses and the working senses that's basically the gross body and the mind intelligence and ego uh, is the subtle body now that is what is within the perceiver and then the sense objects are outside the perceiver so the interactions with the between the perceiver and the sense objects generates the desire hatred consciousness convictions etc and because of time actions and reactions the changes happen in the body so that's where prabhupad now starts to speak of that the body has those six changes so the six changes are uh, that it is born that it grows that it stays it produces by products uh, and then it begins to decay and then it vanishes but again because the gross body vanishes uh, does not mean that the subtle body has vanished so subtle body will now seek out another gross body to continue uh, there uh, until all the aspirations desires happiness hatred uh, the accumulated quota of all of these things has been exhausted that cycle will continue so uh, this is how krishna is now explaining uh, the field of activity now you will see that there is a difference krishna never talked about you know molecules cells atoms 
the nucleus uh, you know uh, the scientists can go further into that and they they can say oh there are genes and there is the rna and the dna and the acid that uh, carries these things etc but if we apply our intelligence krishna is actually going even deeper to more subtle aspects that lead to the molecules the cells atoms nucleus etc because for say the atom to hold itself together there has to be certain energy we know that electrons and protons keep moving inside there is attraction between electrons and protons uh, so uh, we know that there is force there is energy we rna dna actually means that there is some acid there so there is some element of fire some element of uh, liquid there so some element of water is there space has to be there because within that space these things are happening so you can now understand that what we see in our scriptures is more subtler more uh, basic than where science has reached science is still at the level of matter physical matter and they only dissect uh, in some sense physical matter and i am maybe i am not being fair because uh, science has begun to go into the subtler elements and is trying to understand the mind it is trying to understand the consciousness but its understanding is still not as deep uh you can even understand like you know if you think about it uh, the uh, mind aspect the intelligence aspect it's not just in the brain it's not just in the gross body you can understand why krishna says that these are the building blocks of the matter uh, universe um, uh, you know material nature because even in atom there is memory even in the genes the rna the dna the uh, structure of it there is memory and that memory continues we carry our genes from our parents and then they carry it from previous uh, before and therefore a human cell will only result in a human body there is that memory there is that intelligence uh, that it carries through and we can now understand how deep and how scientific our uh, scriptures have been how scientific uh, you know our sages have been and the uh, followers of sanatan dharma have been so that was just something i had heard in certain lectures so i i wanted to relate to that so this is uh, basically the kshetra uh, so the one the body as well as uh, the body and how it interacts with the field of nature so uh, field of activities as in material nature but we can understand that the kshetragnya is different from it so the soul uh, and bhagwan or the super soul are the kshetragnyas krishna has already explained that in previous verses and the kshetragnya comes from uh, basically as i said the karnodakshai vishnu is the one who is generating all of this from karnodakshai vishnu comes uh, his form as hiranyagarbha within which the garbhodak ocean arises within which then garbhodakshai vishnu rests within from whose navel then uh, the universe starts to take shape so the virat rupa is forming and within which now brahma is the secondary creator all these elements are already present for brahma to create 
is material creation that we now see in this universe. So, the Kshitragnya has to be there for the matter to start to take its different shapes and forms and come to the stage of today's uh, universe. And within this universe, as Brahma is putting things together, Shirodakshai Vishnu takes place, uh, takes rest, and from Shirodakshai Vishnu, the jivas manifest. So Shirodakshai Vishnu, along with the jivas, uh, then start to, uh, in the, you know, uh, inhabit each atom, and therefore there are the living symptoms that come into uh, this material nature. So this is how I have. Uh, understood from my readings of Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, uh, these verses. Now let's understand uh, while this is how creation has happened and Arjun Maharaj may have been interested in asking why he is here, what is all this, what are these interactions, etc. There is a very specific use of the word. He could have used many different words. Uh, but the, there is a significance to use of the word Kshetra and Kshetragnya. So what is that significance? So now if we think about ourselves, we interact with this world basically through our senses. We gain our knowledge through our senses. So that's why they are designated as uh, knowledge acquiring senses and, uh, you know, kar karmendriya. So uh, senses that are engaged in action. So you can also see that there are so many different types of bodies. They also have the same uh, Jnanendriya and Karmendriyas, uh, those 10 uh, senses. But the very sense, same sense object is perceived differently by different bodies. So some uh, animals can hear way more than what our human body can hear. They can see much subtler than what we can see. We cannot even perhaps see some bodies that exist. So our senses, the ability of the senses, the perception of the senses is all different. Even if you think about it, the sense object is relished also differently by different people. So for us in human form, uh, you know, while all of us, the living entities, we will have those four basic activities of sleeping, eating, mating and defending, they differ as in the human form, we will consider stool to be abhorrent. We will be like, you know, this creates, this makes me impious. We will want to purify ourselves. Uh, and at the same time, another body finds it uh, a meal. They make, the hogs make a meal out of it. So basically, it's just a matter of consciousness now that decides how we perceive this world. So you can see that while the interactions are happening uh, in between the physical elements, the driver behind it are the subtler elements. So what drives the subtle elements? Krishna has also created that as in the three modes of nature, the time uh, and uh, the intelligence. Uh, the mind and the false ego. So we can now understand uh, 
how these interactions are happening, but why they are compared to Kshetra as in a field. So if we think of a field, what happens in a field? What is a farmer doing in the field? The farmer wants to, uh, one, it knows what its field is. It knows that the field has a potential. Potential for what? To generate some type of crop. So it knows what crop it wants. Therefore, it will condition the field to uh, get that kind of crop. So if you want rice, you want uh, maybe you know, teak wood, a different type of, completely different type of outcome. Uh, you want to uh, cultivate the land differently. And who does that? The farmer does it. So he knows what crop it he wants. Therefore, he will condition the soil accordingly. Not only will he condition the soil, he will select the best type of seed for it. Then, once having selected the seed, he will take the pain to, uh, in a very disciplined manner, very laborious manner, uh, sow that seed. That seed will start to take shape. He will protect that seed. He will nurture that seed to the point where he can actually take, uh, you know, reap the benefits from it. Now, why that is so significant for us? You have to see now that the significance of the word Shetragnya comes so much into prominence and we can relate to it because as the farmer who is plowing the field, we as the soul, the Kshetragnya of this individual body that we have, we ought to know what is the outcome I want, what is that crop I want to get out of this body. If I desire a certain type of crop, is this field suitable? Is the soil good enough to give me that kind of crop? So then I have to make changes in the soil, in this body, in this conditioning to generate the kind of crop we want. What is the kind of crop we want? In chapter 12, Krishna ends it by saying bhakti. We have to get that crop. To get that crop, we have to manage this field that we have. We have to seed the right type of seeds, as in our faith in scriptures, our faith in uh, Shastra and our devotional service. We have to nurture it. We do not have to water it one day and then forget it for five and then come back. It is a very disciplined, laborious approach. Sadhana bhakti, we have to do that. Then the crop will start to take shape. But then we have to take care of the crop by weeding out the weeds. So there will be so many weeds that will come out. We have to be vigilant. And therefore... Once we start to keep out the weeds, the crop will grow and that bhakti lata that we have actually sowed will actually reach Krishna's feet. So this is the significance of Arjun Maharaja's inquiry. It is the significance to know that, you know, how to see what is this perception. The Atma, Krishna has told in chapter 2 itself that the Atma pervades this entire body and it knows everything that is happening in the body. But we can now understand, so through that complete perception of the body, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to activate, channelize this body, its energies towards this kind of outcome. 
Now, another sort of realization that came to me when I was thinking about this uh, uh, two analogies of the field and the farmer uh, and the kshetra as in the body and the soul, uh, which is the farmer does not know the quality of the soil. The farmer can do the farming. The farmer can sow the seeds. The farmer can water the thing. The farmer can also, uh, you know, uh, raise the crop, weed things, etc., etc. But the farmer may not have the expertise to know what is the quality of the soil it has. Similarly, we will not know what is the quality, what are the preconceived convictions we have, what kind of consciousness we have, why we react to situations in a certain way, why we will act in a certain way. And for that, uh, most of us will require a guru. Most of us, therefore, should take shelter of the Shastra and the Guru. So that was uh, also something that I realized as I was uh, contemplating these verses. So now we've come to the point where we understand uh, the, uh, you know, the Kshetra, the Kshetragya, etc. So how do we come out of it? That would be the next question, right? So we we now know that what is around us, that we are here. But now, uh, how do we come out of it? Uh, how do we progressively uh, work towards it? So that's what Krishna is going to explain in the next verses, where he's going to give us a ladder to start to meaningfully take control of this Kshetra to get the kind of crop we want. So uh, it is 8.5. Uh, Hare Krishna, I'll stop here. Uh, again, these were just my thoughts based on what I have read, heard uh, from uh, other uh, more elevated devotees. Uh, so I am very happy to hear if you have your own reflections to share, if you have uh, comments to provide, uh, or even if you have questions, uh, I'll try my best to answer those questions. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, so wonderfully explained. As always, uh, you do the detailed um, description or explanation of uh, each and every uh, thought that you have and uh, how it is coming through these verses mainly. Uh, yeah, the main problem for the uh, or uh, obstruction for our Bhakti Laka is, is our own senses. Uh, more than uh, anything else from outside. Mm, what we control from inside is more important for the Bhakti Lata. Um, and uh, how the body comes and all this uh, is explained very nicely. And actually, I'm thinking like uh, you said, the cells and uh, this uh, nucleus and all this are so important. And only the human body will give to human uh, um, body again and uh, each cell is designed in that way I'm thinking in my mind look soul is entirely different and the soul can join any body right so it is uh, not restricted that the human body with the soul in the human body will take only the human body in the next life so uh, how different the cell and uh, this system is and how the soul is 
up above all these uh, five elements and all these sense objects and sense organs. Uh, so it can fit in the any body and it takes uh, vasanas, but uh, the karma will act more uh, to determine our next body, right, Prabhuji? Yes, Mataji. So think of, <clears throat> I try to think in terms of analogies and when someone uses analogies, it sticks in my mind. So mm -hmm. I was listening to a lecture and it was like, okay, so what does it mean when Krishna says that there are two Shetragnyas? I am also there and you are also there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they explained it very uh, nicely as in, so uh, Krishna is the proprietor of consider it a building, consider it a hotel with multiple rooms, consider it a, you know, a landlord of multiple houses mm -hmm. and we are renting. And truly, isn't it beautiful that we are actually renting this body because it has a start time and an end time and then we have to give up this body. So uh, when we develop a type of consciousness, so towards the end of our rent period, if our consciousness says, I want to uh, have a swimming pool view, I want to have the mountain view, I want to have the river view, I want to have a street view, whatever that is. So what I want, and then based on what I have accumulated, whether I deserve, Krishna will make that call as to, he will shift you from room one to room two. So if we have continued to perform good deeds, as in if we are able to pay for the rooms with a better view, we will have a better body. When we, if our acts and our desires are such that either we desire a room that looks upon the, uh, you know, the garbage dump of the hotel, which generally is at the back of the hotel, or if we cannot pay, so we may desire, but our acts have been such that we don't have the credits to pay for the room with a better view, we will be forced to take the room that has an inferior view. And then we'll have to work up, right? We, the rent is the rent and we have to pay it. There is a certain type of rent that is required to get a human body. So that soul that has now somehow expended its uh, credits and now is forced to go into a room with a sort of inferior view, has to come up and uh, through uh, the laborious mechanism of various births to the human body. So yes, Mataji, it is so true. And that's why these interactions that Krishna is talking about that generates the subtle body is so important. So we have to think what kind of subtle body we have now and how it is shaping up every day. Because that mm -hmm. subtle body is the one that is going to decide uh, what we what we will get in the next uh, birth. That subtle body is what is going to sort of also get to that final thought. Because we say that the final thought at the end of the uh, mm -hmm. life is what you, uh, what you will be propelled towards. Even the dreams I... that we have, it doesn't uh, go out of the view. That's what they say, right, Prabhuji? Because uh, even to dream uh, such an incident, we have to have that uh, thought in our mind. Then only it comes to the dream also. And also, 
um, what to talk about the final destination and final stage of life, what all we accumulated from these many years, which one will come in front of us at that second or final yeah. stage? Absolutely, Mataji. Uh, so I was actually uh, thinking about it. You know, if we can understand these things. Uh, to me, at least, the, there are these four or five verses that sort of, you know, click together mm -hmm. as a puzzle. So one mm -hmm. is, you know, uh, so the question that comes to my mind is, okay, so I understand that I am the soul. I am the Shitragnya. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also understand that I am... <laughs> that the body is different from me. So then how do I operate this body? Am I the one who's operating this body? Uh, so, mm. you know, that's a different question because we understand that the characteristic of the soul is mm. uh, Sat, Chit and Anand, right? Yeah. So as souls, we are eternal. So we are not going to die. We don't take birth. Chit, we, which is we are conscious so consciousness is just oh they, there is light in the uh, room and now there is darkness in the room there is no mm -hmm. feeling there is no happiness distress etc there is no ability to change anything consciousness is just consciousness right and mm -hmm. ananda which is bliss again none of these three have the ability to change things act right so who's mm -hmm. acting now Who's controlling? So what is this mechanism between my soul and this body that makes this body work? So there, these five verses sort of stand out to me where Krishna in chapter 18, verse 61 says, Ishwara Sarvabhutanam Riddeshe Arjuna Tishtati Brahmayam Sarvabhutani Yantra Rudani Maya. So he says, I am sitting there. You are sitting there, but you are sitting there as in a passenger in the car mm -hmm. and that car is going around. Now, mm -hmm. how is it going around? Krishna says in chapter 3, verse 27, Prakriti Kriyamanani Gunakarmani Sarvasha. So, that car is being driven by Prakriti. Ankar Vimudatma Kartaham Viti Manyate. So, the Atma is sitting inside because it is so in touch with the car, a small mm -hmm. accident of the car and we think I have gotten into accident, right? The passenger is safe inside, but the passenger associates with the car so much. So, ahankar vimudatama kartaham iti manyate. So, from that second verse, you can understand. Again, you don't know. So, <coughs> where is the uh, Lord coming into place and who's driving it, right? So, then he says, maya jakshena prakriti in chapter 9, verse 10. So, this prakriti is working under me. So now if you work back, the yantra, the soul is sitting in a yantra. The yantra is being manipulated uh, by Prakriti. Prakriti is operating under my influence. Maya Dhekshina Prakriti Suyate Sacharacharam Hetu Nanena Kaunteya Jagadvi Parivartate. Now, you can see the link now. The beauty is in chapter okay. 7, verse 14, where Krishna says, <laughs> Devi hi esha gunmai, mama maya duratya. Mame vay prapadyante, mayam etam tarantite. So you have to surrender to him because otherwise you cannot come out of this car and the circle of actions and interactions. So uh, I, it, 
Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, the connection yeah. between these verses is so yeah. much yeah. into depth, and uh, we can yeah. uh, create a loop like yeah. thing. So, how, from where we are starting and where we are ending, and yeah. the continuation. <laughs> Uh, let me note yeah. down these verses, Prabhuji, as you said. Uh, yeah. I will forget again. Uh, I will no worries, Mataji. Yeah. yeah, 1861. Okay, 1861. Because we need our own time to sit and think and uh, review this again. Okay. Yeah. Again, uh, see, uh, I mean, this is my reflections. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so, I know. yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, I am very conscious because Krishna has said you should always go through authorities. <laughs> I am not an authority. So, but, uh, I, you know, this was my thought. So, 1515, uh, because he, he in the, mm -hmm. how, how is he controlling? So, if you think, uh, how is he controlling the Yantra? Because he is mm -hmm. sitting in the heart and he is giving Smriti Gnanam Apohanam Cha. Matta Smriti Gnanam Apohanam. So he is not only to the consciousness, conscious part of our being, he is giving Smriti Gnanam Apohanam. At the subconscious level, to the atoms also, he is giving that intelligence. Because as I said, the mm -hmm. so many building blocks of our body has memory, it has its own intelligence. That is not controlled by the brain. Generally, science thinks that brain is where all the memory is. No, the memory is in the genes and the DNA. The memory mm -hmm. is in the entire yeah. cell. Only the even the red blood cell will do what it is supposed to do. How does it know what it is supposed to do unless it is programmed? Yeah. So yeah. that is the link that Krishna is the one who's controlling this yantra through the mechanisms of him giving the Smriti, Jnana and Apohan. Uh, mm -hmm. So, okay, coming back to 1861, 1515, 327. Mm -hmm. So, Prakriti Kriya Manani. Then 910, mm -hmm. which is Maya Dakshina Prakriti. And Devi Yesha 714. 9-10. Last one is seven. Seven fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, one four. So eighteen sixty one, fifteen fifteen, three twenty seven, mm -hmm. nine mm -hmm. ten, and seven fourteen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. I, I, I hope I have it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little doubtful about three twenty seven. I just assume that I am right, but let me see. Yeah. It's okay. it's right. Sure. Hare Krishna. Uh, anybody else with any comments, questions? Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Mataji. Yeah, Hare, Hare Krishna. Krishna. Thank you, Prabhuji, for giving such a wonderful class. Uh, so, Prabhuji, uh, I had two questions. Uh, so my first question is that uh, when the uh, gross body dies, uh, the subtle body, uh, it seeks out another body and the soul remains the same. So uh, so the uh, subtle body go, leaves the uh, gross body and goes to another body. So uh, the, does that also mean the subtle body is the same or does it change? Hare Krishna. So that was your question one. Okay, let us go through this and then we can go through question two. So based on what I have read and understood, 
the subtle body uh, remains the same. It is like <clears throat> the seed, right? So the seed knows it has its own uh, memory that it is a banyan tree seed. So it is going to generate a banyan tree. But that subtle body now gets planted into another womb. So that seed is planted in another soil. Now it starts to take shape. But the whole banyan tree to manifest is going to take its own time, right? So the banyan tree generally will take its full shape, say, maybe in 20 years. Now you can see that it is fully bloomed and it also has the roots coming down from its uh, branches. So now you can say that, that that is the full manifestation of the banyan tree. But uh, a rose plant, uh, a small uh, crop may show itself and will be fully bloomed in, uh, say, few months, few days. So the how you can understand this is, Mataji, that it is the subtle body that has come is because even amongst siblings, even amongst your friends, you will find that the amount of intelligence is different. The kind of body we've received is different. There has to be some fairness. God is not random that he decides to give us these different types of abilities uh, with no reason. There is this reason. It's our subtle body. We've generated certain amount of intelligence. We bring it forward. In previous births, if our inclination has been, our endeavors have been to be a poet, to be a dancer, to be a singer, to be a painter, all of those faculties will now start to manifest. But they will manifest only at the right time as the banyan tree will take 20 years to manifest, the mango tree will take few years for it to bear mango fruit. Similarly, depending on what those... Uh, proclivities we have carried in the previous birth, they will fully manifest, but they will take its own time. So that time factor is there. Uh, so it's not like, you know, you ca carry, because you are carrying the uh, mind, the intelligence and the false ego, that same mind will show exactly on day one of your birth. No, the manifestation of that mind's uh, uh, subtle aspects of likes, dislikes, uh, hankerings, uh, the desires, all of those things, that intelligence, it will slowly start to show over a period of time. So I hope I have explained your question, Mataji. Okay, Prabhuji. And uh, Prabhuji, for my second question, I had that, uh, I think you answered this question, Prabhuji, but I want to write the answer down again. Uh, so, Babaji, uh, the soul is such an ananda. So then why does the soul sometimes experience misery? So, yeah, the uh, so the example I uh, think of in this context is like uh, we are the soul sitting in the car. So you will find actually, you will actually see in, in amongst human society, this analogy can come true is the car gets into an accident, right? Uh, so there is a small dent. There is another car bumps against it. There is a dent that happens. And the person says, oh, I got into an accident, right? It is that kind of association. So the passenger in the car is completely safe. 
Nothing happened to the passenger. The passenger is fully safe. There is no scratch on him. But that passenger is saying, I got into an accident. It is that association we have with the body that causes us to feel the trauma. Think of it in this way, Mataji, that you are watching movie, right? Now, on the screen of the movie, there is uh, happiness, there is romance, there is dancing, there is fights going on, there is fire, there may be rain. Uh, the hero or heroine of that movie has traveled kilometers and sitting there, you think all of that is happening, right? It is the same thing. That screen that you see is our mind. That mind is colored by these interactions and the consciousness is so closely tied to that mind that it thinks it is happening to them. So therefore, you will see even in amongst us humans, uh, a sad story goes, people start to cry. Nothing has happened to them, but they will cry. They will laugh hysterically on a comedy scene because we associate so closely with these things. If we create a slight amount of distance between uh, the Kshetra and the Kshetrakya, then we can understand and take control over why we act and react. We can meaningfully react now. So that's the reason that the soul, although independent, Prakriti is the one who's doing it. It is literally like this. The soul is sitting in this uh, envelope that has nine holes in it. Right? So we, you know, Shastra says that it is the city of nine gates. The soul is sitting inside. And it is experiencing everything through these nine holes. Literally visualize it like that. So uh, if we see that I, I am different from this aperture that is around me, then I am independent of that aperture. I will not be limited by that aperture. I'll actually perhaps even enjoy. But the moment I try to associate and I think this is me, then Whatever happens to the aperture, if it is happy, you feel happy. If it is sad, you feel sad. Whereas there is no real reason for us to be like that. Uh, and uh, even in, a, uh, maybe I'm going too, too deep, but even in this example of, uh, if you think of it as a movie that is happening on the screen of your mind, uh, you can uh, see that it is still real. There is still something happening, uh, right? It's not imagined. It's not like something that is just uh, being projected. You're, uh, you know, you're making things up in your mind. It is still happening. Uh, there is still, uh, even in the sense of the movie, there is a director of that movie who's directing everything. There is that director or that whoever is showing you the movie who's enabling you to get the experience of the movie is actually projecting the light. So... That energy is coming from him. That screen has been created by him. The seat in which we are sitting to watch that movie is created by him. So it's just that Prakriti Kriyamanani, all of this is happening. It is active. Uh, hundreds of things happening around us. But it is the Ahankar Vimudatma. Because I associate it and I say, this is me, this is mine. Uh, 
because that uh, vimudatma is there that ignorance is there to say that this is mine whereas it was never mine i went into the movie theater i sat for a while and i came out but i start to think it is all mine and i start to laugh and cry with that movie that is exactly what is happening to the soul otherwise the soul is uh, free it is actually sat chit and anand hari krishna i hope i have explained yes prabhu ji thank you prabhu ji for giving such deep and wonderful uh, answers to my questions hari krishna hari krishna mata ji thank you for asking such questions it makes me think <laughs> uh anybody else with any questions comments okay if there are no questions or comments then maybe we can close the call we'll close the call with our uh, prayers to the vaishnavas vanchakal patarubhyascha kripa sindhu pevacha patitanam pavnebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha anant koti vaishnavadin ki jay jay हरि हरि बोल थैंक यू फॉर गिविंग मी द अपॉर्चुनिटी हरे कृष्णा